the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is nice to be with you on a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. And we have some really, really good guests booked for you today. We're going to talk with Congressman Mike Carey. It's the first time that we have been able to catch up with Mike Carey. Busy man running for the special election, the seat Steve Stivers vacated in the fall. He won that election, won it handily. He has succeeded Steve Stivers. And we were supposed to talk to Mike Carey today from the southern border, where he was going to go to get a firsthand look at the crisis on the border and the rampant illegal entry into the United States. But instead, we will talk to him from Washington, D.C., and that's not Mike Carey's fault. It is the fault of congressional Democrats. So stand by for that. I think we're catching up with Mike about 11.15 or so. And then at noon today, we're going to talk with uh, one of the very involved parents who've had the pleasure of meeting over the last few months, Lisa Chafee. She was with Parents' Rights in Education. That's what I keep telling you we need to do is once you understand what's going on in schools, get involved and form with like-minded people, organizations that can help defend our kids in school. So we have all that to look forward to today. Uh, There is no live stream today, but uh, we'll be back on the live stream probably Monday. The reason why we will not be on the live stream tomorrow is because I will not be here tomorrow. I will be out of town on business. So uh, you will be treated to uh, the final hour of the Mike Gallagher Show and the first hour of the Dennis Prager Show tomorrow. Uh, We have an arrest in the... Uh, murder of an 18-year-old man, Marshawn Davis, who was dining at the Roosters on 161 near I-71, middle of February. Marshawn Davis was, as he was exiting the restaurant, shot, murdered. They have arrested 18-year-old Jesus Castro, as is often the case. When someone is murdered, they are murdered by someone they know. And in this case, Columbus police say that Marshawn Davis, the victim, and Jesus Castro, the accused, were former friends who attended school together and that Castro had threatened to kill Davis previously. So shot inside the Roosters, traumatic event for everybody involved there. Uh, Catching you up on a story we were the first to report about a week, maybe 10 days ago, the Columbus Dispatch catching up with Hilliard City school leaders. So as NBC4 in town, Hilliard City schools thought they could slow play the release of 4,200 student names uh, who they inadvertently gave away their disciplinary records in response to an innocuous Freedom of Information Act request. Uh, The dispatch now writing about that in detailed fashion. And, of course, all the Hilliard school people are throwing themselves on the mercy of whoopsie-daisy, didn't mean to do that. So uh, nobody's lost their job over this yet, which I find to be pretty amazing, and I think it is a clear demonstration of how incompetent they are in Hilliard schools. It is enjoyable, though, watching them grovel for forgiveness to people who they would not give the time of day and certainly treated in a less than collegial fashion when they asked for simple data. So uh, maybe they'll learn a lesson in humility here. Uh, That would be good because uh, a lot of people in education could certainly use it. Now, before we get to Congressman Mike Carey, and we're getting a heads up that Mike's going to be able to join us here in about five or six minutes, 
I wanted to play for you some audio from Donald Trump on the day before the election back in the fall. Donald Trump said a lot of things. A lot of people said he said a lot of crazy things. He said this, and he wasn't crazy. We have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that have ha- it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? Now, I want Ron DeSantis to run for president on the Republican side of the ticket. But you got to admit, if gas continues to go up, that's a pretty powerful campaign commercial for Donald Trump in 2024. Now, the White House yesterday started this ridiculous hashtag on social media, Putin's price hike or something like that, blaming this spike in gas prices. And we're over $4 again. We're at record levels now. Blaming this on Vladimir Putin and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'm old enough to remember... When Joe Biden made it very clear in the debates with fellow Democratic candidates in the summer of 2020 exactly what he was going to do to demonize the production of domestic energy. Number one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Oh, audio tape and videotape is such an inconvenient thing when you are a serial liar, an unrepentant liar. And Joe Biden was lying in, what, last October. He's on stage with Anderson Cooper, and he made a prediction about when gas prices would come down. Now, why would Anderson Cooper be asking him about that months ahead of Russia's invasion of Ukraine if gas prices weren't already at a problematic level? Do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter. I mean, excuse me, into next year in 2022. Coming down. Oh, 2022. No, they're going up. He was wrong about that. He's wrong about everything. His administration is wrong on this. Listen to the disdain in Jen Psaki yesterday. You can just hear it dripping off of her in what the Biden administration really thinks about oil companies. I don't think they need an embroidered invitation to drill. That is their oil companies. These are private sector companies. We recognize that. Many of them are making record profits. We see that. That is all publicly available data. They have pressure to return cash to investors. Could it be that they're making record profits because they're not investing in additional drilling because they heard Joe Biden say what would happen when he became president? And in fact, it has absolutely happened. We're going to ask Congressman Mike Carey about that. Mike knows energy. He worked in the coal industry. He will join us next. Well, plans change in all of our lives, and Mike Carey's plans certainly changed. He is your congressman from this area. It's nice to have Mike on the show for the first time. We did not get a chance to connect during the campaign, but it certainly didn't hold you back. Mike, you won your district quite handily, but uh, now with all this fall to roll about districts in the state of Ohio, you're representing a little bit of a different area, right? Like, do you know for sure yet who you're going to be representing if you are reelected in the fall? Well, I will tell you, if you if you live in Franklin County, I'm pretty pretty much sure uh, that we're going to represent you. I live in German Village, so I, I I know that. But yeah, the you know these districts change, and, and who knows it could it could change again. But uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be a new area, uh, a little bit of a new area, but a lot of the area of our, I, you know, I, I still have in the district. It's a pretty big district. Well, you have to be nimble uh, when it comes to redistricting, and you found out how nimble you have to be when you're a congressman yesterday. I was supposed to be talking to you today from the southern border, and I am not. Uh, tell right. the people why. I think it has something to do with our uh, friend Nancy Pelosi. Well, there's no, no doubt. I mean, uh, she releases a bill literally in the middle of the night um, a couple nights ago. 2,741 pages with $1.5 trillion of spending. And, uh, you know, you you can't release something like that at 1 o'clock in the morning and expect <laughs> members of Congress to vote on it the next day, but that that's how they do things here. Um, you know, I, I never could do that in the business world, and, and I think most of your listeners know you shouldn't be doing that, but uh, that's what she did, and so unfortunately, I had to uh, I had to, to to not take the trip and 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 vote uh, last night until about twelve thirty last night. So it strikes me that you do that if you're Nancy Pelosi because uh, infamously of uh, Obamacare, they said you know we'll pass it and we'll find out That's what's right. in it. They want to know they want to get something passed that they don't want to face scrutiny. I would assume there were a bunch of uh, things in this bill. First of all, spending any more money given our inflation rate. Uh, and That's we're right. getting the inflation numbers today. Uh, and even Jen Psaki said yesterday she expects the inflation number to be high. Well, yeah, duh, gas is over four dollars <laughs> right. a gallon. But right. uh, what were they trying to sneak through here? Probably something they've asked for before and been uh, stopped on. You know, I, I, I hide it in plain sight. I think is is the mantra for for Nancy Pelosi. But I mean, listen. I mean, this this bill was so big. It had. All this stuff about New Green Deal and it's just reckless spending. I mean, we've had 7.9% inflation. I mean, this is we got to get control of the spending. And anytime you're increasing, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm a firm believer that we need to have a balanced budget amendment. Every single state has that. I don't know why the federal government doesn't have it. Um, but you know, they they throw out these bills, like you say, 1.5 trillion in spending. Mm. I mean, Let's debate what we're what we're talking about spending money on. But they don't even want to go. They don't even want to do that. They just want to they want to put something out in the middle of the night and think that everybody's going to vote on it. It's just not going to happen. Mike Carey is our guest. He represents Ohio's 15th congressional district, and he was elected to succeed Steve Stivers when uh, Stivers gave up his seat to go to the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. Mike, uh, you know, this circumstance where you were headed to the border, you can't go because you wanted to stick around and vote. First of all, I applaud you for sticking around and voting. Uh, secondly, uh, how, I guess what I always wanted to know is, uh, when you get to Washington, uh, are your eyes open further to, holy cow, I thought I knew how this worked. I thought I could make a difference. The mountains higher than I thought it would be to make a difference for the people that I represent. What's been the, what's been the revelatory thing that you have noticed now that you've gotten there that might've been a little bit different than you anticipated? This is a wonderful country. And, you know, I, I ran because I was tired of career politicians, and and what I've seen out of you know Nancy Pelosi, this administration, are career politicians. You know, when you look at uh, three of her top people in uh, in the House, when you add up their ages, it it's older than the country. Mm. Um, so I think we 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 just have too much too many career politicians. That's what I've seen. Um, but I think I think change is coming. I think the American public know that we need a change of direction. You see it uh, in the polling. And I think it's going to happen, and I think Kevin McCarthy is putting together a plan, a uh, commitment to America, much like we had back in 1995, or 1994 rather, but they implemented it in 1995 with the contract with America. Right. So we are going to lay out things as Republicans that say, if you give us the opportunity to serve you, 
in Congress, these are the things that we're going to do. And I, I, I think the American public is going to respond. And I think we're going to I think we're going to go, go do do good things for this country. Well, I certainly hope you're right. I mean, you know, the phrase rats from a sinking ship comes to mind when I see and I've lost track. I think it was 31 Democrats retiring. They know what's coming in the fall and it's coming harder for them as gas prices continue to rise. I was honestly disappointed when Joe Biden and one of his speeches over the last few months made the comment, what do Republicans stand for? I don't know what they stand for. And I thought, boom, the next day I've got something out saying this is what we stand for on the border. This is what we stand for on the budget. This is what we stand for internationally. I mean, I thought that was a missed opportunity to say, all right, you want to know what we stand for? Here's what we stand for. So I'm glad to hear that that's something that McCarthy is planning to do. No, he he is, and I, but you know, just let's just talk about the border. I mean, the, the the border, and this is why I wanted to go down there. I mean, I I, I you know I ran on a commitment that uh, I would do everything I could to to push back on the radical spending that we're seeing from the left to secure the border uh, and to make you know this country energy independent. And what we've seen with uh, the border right now, I mean, literally in the last three months, there have been more people crossing the border in the entire year last year. Mm. You know, you had 11,700 pounds of fentanyl. This is enough fentanyl to kill every American seven times over. We've got a problem. And these cartels, I mean, I'm on the Border Security Caucus, and, you know, we've had meetings. And we, we've talked to people that have been down at the border, and they talk about the fact that it used to be that these cartels would charge 3500 to $7,000 to bring somebody across the border. Now what they're doing is they bring people over. They don't charge them, but they got to work for the cartels. And if they don't work for the cartels, they do videos back in their home, you know, villages, um, torturing their family. Mm. These are bad people. And so, you know, I, that's why I wanted to go down, and I'm going to go down. It, we just obviously couldn't do it in the last 24 hours. Mike Harry is our guest congressman from Ohio's 15th district. Yeah, and when you work for the cartels, uh, by the way, you're not working on an assembly line. You're working in no, human, you're not. human trafficking, or you're working in drug trafficking, or you're working in something that is uh, decidedly terrible for you and for those people that you quote unquote do business with. Uh, speaking of business, your background was in the coal industry, and you know, I, I can only shudder to think what you hear when you hear the demonization of American energy and how uh, oh, it's coal, so it's got to be dirty. I mean, they, there's no. Uh, quarter given on the fact that we have learned so much more about how to produce clean energy from sources right. that used to not be clean. Uh, just take me through a little bit of your reaction to this uh, latest array of lies from the Democrats about uh, we don't need to reduce our demand for energy. We need to, you know, change the kind of energy we want. Well, listen, I think you had Jen Psaki talking about, well, this is why we need to, you know, wean ourselves from, uh, you know, fossil energy. No, that, that's not right. I mean, what we're always going to need oil and gas. We're going to need coal. We're going to need nukes. We're going to need baseload um, uh, energy. And, and unfortunately, what I've seen from this administration, they're pushing back on um, importing oil from Russia, which I think is the right thing to do. But, but yet they're asking for Venezuela mm. and Iran to increase their oil production. I mean, this is the wrong direction. America was energy independent a year and a half ago. And now you see what's happening. Everybody who goes to the gas station today, I mean, gas prices now are higher than they have ever been in the history of this country. Yeah. So, you know, 
I don't think you need to demonize the fossil energy industry, but I think what we need to do is really do everything we can. And I think that's what you know Kevin is committed to doing to increase Americans' production of um, our natural resources. Well, it's an own goal for sure, this rise in energy prices. And, and you either accomplish this because you're stupid or because you want to accomplish it. Uh, I, I really do think it's about 75% what they want to do and about 25% that they just flat don't understand the difference between an oil lease and an oil permit. Well, you're, you're 100% correct with that. And this is what happens when you have career politicians that stay in Congress for too many years. I think there's, there's listen, I don't know whether I have a year, I don't know whether I have three years, five years, six years that I'm going to serve in Congress, but you need to have people that are from the business community outside of politics that that serve because they believe that we need to change the direction of this country. And, and when you have career politicians, they, you know, they again, I don't think they know. No. <laughs> and and it, nobody, nobody puts out a bill that has 2,741 pages with a $1.5 trillion price tag and thinks that we should vote on it the next day. Mm. This is what politicians do. And I'm tired of it. I think most of your listeners are tired of it, and that's why I ran. Yeah, they are tired of it for sure, because it's as you've pointed out in multiple areas, it's not how real life works for no. real Americans. And I, I want to know, just as we wrap up here with Congressman Mike Carey, how, how does Congress work? You know, we see... Certain people on television all the time, uh, depending on what network it is, or you know, saying crazy things. Uh, how much actual interaction is there? The word bipartisan is <laughs> thrown around a lot, but do do people talk? Like, do you interact yeah. with Democratic congressmen? Uh, you know, and the craziest ones are obviously AOC and the Squad, and on right. on and on and on. But how much actual interaction and negotiation and clarifying your position to them, their position to you, because we do have to talk to people who we disagree with and build bridges with so we can get things done. Well, there's no doubt about that. And and I and I will tell you what you see on TV. I don't care whether it's, you know, uh, the far left or the far right. There, there, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of us that are committed to working together to, to, to push this country forward. And uh, the thing that I've found is that, um, you know, there are a lot of people that uh, are, you're able to work with. I mean, Chantel Brown is a classic example. I mean, she and I got sworn in together, um, and, and we're working together on, on several issues. And I think you find that there are a lot of people that do a lot of talking, and there's those of us that want to do a lot of doing, right? And so I'm more of a doer than a talker, and uh, so I'm hopeful that uh, we can work bipartisanly to get this country forward. I think a lot of people see the squad. I think a lot of people see the progressive side of the Democratic Party, and they know that's the wrong direction for the country. Uh, but unfortunately, Nancy is trying to do everything she can to keep power, and uh, so she you know, placates to them. But I think there's a lot of Democrats that – that'll come on board with us to say this is not the right direction for this country right now. Well, I appreciate what you have done stepping away from a life that was, uh, you know, calm and uh, and uh, much more, I'm sure, uh, easy to navigate than the one you're in right now. I wish you well in your reelection campaign, and I appreciate, appreciate you that. coming on. And you're welcome here to come and articulate what's going on in Washington so our voters can hear about it anytime you like. And, and feel free to call me anytime, because I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of issues in this country. Got a, we, we have a lot of problems in this country. So <clears throat> anytime you want to call, I'd be happy to do it. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.